You're listening to the Exeter Vineyard Church podcast. New episodes each week. To watch the full video version of this podcast, head over to our website, www.exe.vin forward slash podcasts. For this session, I am recording the video here at Newcourt train station. Last summer, I got on a train here at Newcourt and then through train system, went all the way to Rome. It is a place where you can reach amazing destinations. And I've chosen this today to make a link with the point I'm gonna make. And it's either gonna be the most profound link you've ever heard, or it's gonna be extremely tenuous, or it's gonna be somewhere in between. I have no perspective on it, you'll have to decide. working our way through the book of Colossians and today we are looking at the passage from chapter 2 between verses 6 and 23 and what we're doing is we're approaching the Bible and inviting it to ask us questions and today's question is how can I be a good Christian? So think about that question how can I be a good Christian and think about your response I suspect if you're anything like me, your response is around the idea of what must I do to be a good Christian? What kind of activities, what kind of practices, what kind of rituals make me a good Christian? What's interesting, that question is about being. It's about the state of our being, and yet we think about activities. So, so far in Colossians, Paul has been talking about the good news. This idea that throughout history, God had revealed to the Jewish people his plan to rescue humanity from the mess, but no one knew what it was gonna look like, how it was gonna happen. And then God himself came as a human being and lived among us, lived in the mess, and then took all the mess on himself, died on the cross, and then was risen again, rose again, so that we can all have new life. And we've been talking about how Paul is wanting to empower people, not that he's saying, this is what you must, this is what I must teach you. He's saying, this is what you need to learn from God. This is the wisdom I want you to discover in God. It's all about empowerment. And in this section, Paul's asking the question, or Paul's responding to the question about what is it to be a good Christian? Because in Colossae, people have started adding activities religious activities to the good news. And they're saying, look, to be a good Christian, you need to be circumcised. You need to observe new moon festivals. You need to eat or not eat certain foods. And what's happened, salvation has become Jesus and something else. In order to be saved, in order to work into the, get into this salvation project God has, you need Jesus and to do something else. And Paul says this is all wrong. This is motivated by our human brokenness, our sinful nature, but it's also motivated by the spiritual powers. In John 10, Jesus said he came so that we can have life in all abundance, but the devil, the thief, comes to steal, kill and destroy. And there's this spiritual battle going on that wants to stop us experiencing what God has for us. And these religious activities, this extra layer added to the good news, Paul is saying is motivated by spiritual authorities that are against God. And today I wanna talk about that motivation because we meet these two spiritual forces that go right back to the Garden of Eden, to the original temptation, fear and pride. And these are drivers into the idea of religious activities to make us good Christians. 
So fear is fear of judgment. This idea that God can't accept me as I am. God can't love me. I somehow need to make myself acceptable to God. I'm so scared. He, he doesn't like me. He's disappointed. He's frustrated. He's angry with me. So I need to do things in my religious life to make myself acceptable to God. And pride is pride in performance, where we start thinking, I'm doing such a good job at being a Christian. I'm doing all these religious activities. I'm so good that I have earned, God owes me something. And then similarly, we validate that by comparison with others. I'm not like those losers. Look how much religious activity I do in reading my Bible and praying and fasting and doing all these things. And it becomes a vicious circle. We are scared of God, we are fearful that he would accept us, so we work really hard to do stuff and then we become pr proud in our own accomplishments. Now Paul isn't saying that doing things, reading the Bible, praying, fasting, pilgrimage, he's not saying those things are bad, but he's saying where those things become necessary, become an essential part of discovering God's new life, then we've got it wrong. We have added something to the good news. And in fact, because they are driven by fear and pride, sinful, energized stuff, that they are actually working against the reality of God's gracious, free, good news. And so now, excitingly, we get to my link with this location. So in my metaphor, the train is like Jesus, the way to get us to our destination. But I don't know if you've ever experienced, trains can be scary. Have you ever stood on a platform as a high-speed train went past? The sheer weight and momentum and force of that train is terrifying. And actually, I find it, I find it hard if people stand near the tracks, you know, you're on a crowded underground platform. I find that really scary. You know, my imagination runs away. And so the temptation is to just never come near the train, to stay as far away as possible. And then pride would be like thinking, well, I can get to my destination, but I don't need the train. What I'm going to do is I'm going to jump down on the tracks and I'm going to walk all the way to Rome or wherever it is we want to go. You know, that would be pride. But the state of being a good Christian isn't really about activity. It's a state of loving trust in God. It's about humble gratitude. There's nothing about us that makes this happen. It's all about Jesus. There is no factor in us that gives us a right to be part of God's salvation project, to receive this new life. It's all humble and so we are so thankful for it. It's just like getting a free ticket on this train, to be gifted a ticket. This ticket will get you into God's new life. And then we just need to understand that the train is for us, we can get on the train, and we don't have to do anything. Once you're on the train, it's about relaxing into that state of humble gratitude. So I'm gonna finish with the first verse of this section as a bit of a prayer for us. Paul's talking to the Colossians, he's talking about, look, it's great, you just trusted in Jesus. That's all, that's what you did, that was the most important thing. And he says this, now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. You don't need to add layers of ritual or activities or behavior. Just as you trusted him, now continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. He's not even saying you grow your roots, you build. Just allow it to happen. Let God do what he wants to do in us by trusting him. 
then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught without all these additions and you will overflow with thankfulness. We can't, how can we be anything but thankful? God is doing all of this for us. It does not depend on us. We just enter into it in trust. So this week, why don't you think, how much is fear and pride playing a part in your relationship with God? For example, maybe there's an activity you do with God that actually is bordering on the superstitious. I have a set of prayer reminders that go through the day. And there was a time when I just wanted to be away from my phone and I realized that I wouldn't get these reminders. And I thought, well, what's gonna to happen to all these things I'm praying for? It was almost like superstition. I'd taken away my faith that God was at work in these situations and thought somehow I, what I did was a required ingredient. So maybe step away from some of those practices and instead invite God into a state of being. When you are in a state of peace or joy, and just invite God into that thing, not about doing anything, but just learning to trust him. So Father, we wanna become people who are in this state of humble gratitude, just allowing you to work in our lives, not stopping you, not blocking you, not working against you, giving you permission, letting you be Lord, and getting to that point where we just overflow with thankfulness at what you do. We love you, Lord, we love that your salvation, your new life is given to us as this amazing gift. And we've been given the ticket and we just wanna go on this journey with you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about Exeter Vineyard Church, head over to our website, www.exe.vineyard.